Paleo Hackers, Clark back again, host of the Paleo X podcast, where we focus on once a week bringing you something that'll make you healthier, that'll make your life better, that'll change your perspective on how you view things. Casey Thaler's back again, NACM personalized trainer. Um, new fitness nutrition specialist has worked with doctors, lawyers, professionals, thousands of people, and really identified the things that work. So we're going to interview him and rant it up on frequently asked questions. This week, we have an article he is reading on vitamin C, myths and facts, because there's a lot of them floating around. How much should you use? Is it really something we should focus on? Where do we get it? Can too much be a bad thing? And uh, a lot more. And some other minerals that might be more important than the vitamin C. So, real quick before we get to Casey's article, paleohacks.com, of course, is the provider of this podcast. Go there, read the articles, get on the forum, check it out. Tons of great resources like this podcast over there. Clark Danger Fitness is my YouTube channel, or just search Clark Danger on there. More motivational lifestyle coaching stuff on there, stuff I'm really passionate about in 2015, bringing you things and ideas that that work and make your life better all around. Um, and Casey is over online. You can find him at Paleo Hacks. He also writes for several other places. So go ahead and Google him. Check him out. All right. That's all I have for announcements. Clark at PaleoHacks.com. If you have email questions, I love, 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 love your feedback. If you're in the Seattle area, hit me up. Let's get coffee. Um, and we'll we'll make it happen. I mean, I've, I've met with so many of you, and this call is awesome. I love it. I love that we can meet in person and talk with like-minded individuals about topics that matter, whether it be health, lifestyle, life, relationships, anything, anything goes. It's one of my highlights. So hit me up if you're in the Seattle area. You ready for the call? Ready for you to hear it. Let's go see what Casey has to say. This is Casey Thaler, and today we'll be talking about vitamin C, facts, and myths. When you're compiling a list of beneficial foods and vitamins, I'm going to guess that fruits will make your list. And when it comes to health, no vitamin is likely thought of more than vitamin C. After all, isn't this why we are all told ad nauseum to consume so much orange juice? When we have a cold, what are we told to load up on? That's right, vitamin C. Since this vitamin is water-soluble, you need a constant supply in your diet in order to stay healthy. But what exactly does your body and mind use vitamin C for? And what foods have large amounts of vitamin C? Firstly, the name vitamin C itself is interesting. The L- An antimer form of vitamin C is what is always referred to. This is despite the fact that there is another version, the D antimer form. However, this form does not appear in nature. One of the most important functions of vitamin C is for the growth and repair of tissues in your body. This means that it is a very good vitamin to have, both when recovering from exercise or for general, everyday health. Vitamin C also aids in the absorption of iron, helps to lower LDL cholesterol, and helps to combat free radicals. Vitamin C has also been studied to help with endothelial dysfunction, high blood pressure, and the blood vessel changes that can sometimes occur before heart disease. Interestingly, vitamin C has also been studied to possibly help with muscle soreness. Vitamin C has also been studied to potentially help with blood pressure, helping subjects to drop 2 millimeters of mercury, that's a standard measure for blood pressure, in one study. Another study showed a drop of 4.5 millimeters of mercury. Lower vitamin C levels have also been correlated with higher waist circumference, higher BMI, and a higher percentage of body fat. Linus Pauling, Ph.D., was a big proponent of vitamin C, recommending megadoses of the vitamin for nearly every symptom and condition. However, time has not proven him correct. 
Though many of us associate vitamin C with colds and illness, many studies have shown that vitamin C does not prevent colds and may only slightly reduce the duration of colds. In fact, zinc has been shown to work much better in the latter category. Pauling went even further to postulate that vitamin C could, in his words, cure cancer, or at least prolong survival. This claim was obviously very bold and was tested vigorously as a result. In one study, Pauling showed that 100 patients who were given 10,000 milligrams survived 3-4 to four times longer than patients who were not given the supplement. However, there were some study design issues and this data cannot be trusted. Later studies unfortunately proved that Pauling wasn't really onto anything with his vitamin C and cancer hypothesis. This is just one of many examples showing that it is often best to not trust the superfood, supernutrient, or trust claims that one specific thing can cure a disease or fix problems. A well-rounded diet, plenty of sleep, exercise, and trying to limit stress, these are the things you can always count on. Since we've covered the physiologic uses of vitamin C, let's now take a look at the interesting ways in which vitamin C can help with brain functioning. To start with, vitamin C is a vital antioxidant molecule in the brain. Besides this, it also serves a variety of other important functions. It is involved in several enzyme reactions such as collagen production and catecholamine synthesis. The highest concentrations of vitamin C are actually found in the brain. There, it has been suggested that it is involved in a variety of neurotransmitter processes. A deficiency of vitamin C is not something you want to encounter. Inferior brain development, acceleration in the aging process, and increased risk of stroke can all result from levels of vitamin C which are too low. Since vitamin C has an antioxidant effect, it is easy to see why a lack of the vitamin may cause an uptick in the aging process. There is no doubt that a lack of vitamin C impairs brain development. In one study, 30% less hippocampal neurons were found in subjects who lacked adequate amounts of vitamin C. On top of that, they also had poor memories. Developing brains are very sensitive to even small changes in vitamin C levels, and will retain the vitamin if dietary intakes drop. Besides brain development, a study came out just one year ago which showed that a lack of vitamin C actually raises risk of stroke. In this study, those with the highest levels of vitamin C had the best protection from having a stroke. Now before you get too excited, it must be pointed out that there were likely other factors in play, such as alcohol consumption, exercise, dietary habits, etc. Remember, there is no one superfood or vitamin that can help to stop disease. It also must be pointed out that these subjects were not taking mega doses of vitamin C, like Pauling may have wanted. There are many foods which contain vitamin C. Besides oranges, which hopefully you're already aware of, papayas, bell peppers, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, strawberries, pineapples, kiwi fruits, cantaloupes, and cauliflower are all very high in vitamin C. In fact, for a mere 30 calories, you can get three quarters of your daily vitamin C requirements from only one cup of cauliflower. Pretty amazing. Besides these foods, you can get a large amount of vitamin C from kale, cabbage, bok choy, Grapefruit, parsley, turnip greens, beet greens, collard greens, raspberries, Swiss chard, tomatoes, lemons, limes, spinach, asparagus, sweet potatoes, winter squash, blueberries, cranberries, carrots, and avocados. I stopped there, but believe it or not, there are quite a few more foods which contain copious amounts of vitamin C. With this knowledge in hand, it does strike me as fairly odd that vitamin C is so frequently consumed in supplemental form. But from that standpoint, we must realize that many take large amounts of vitamin C, mostly due to the hypothesis put forth by Pauling. With all the great food sources which contain vitamin C, one must wonder why you would want to supplement. There doesn't seem to be any need to, especially if consuming adequate amounts in the diet. Nonetheless, the vitamin C supplement market is booming, either with standalone products or combination products which contain B vitamins and zinc. There are many, many different forms of vitamin C available, whether it is natural, synthetic powder, tablet with bioflavonoids, etc. The end result from all these products? 
they are all just as effective. Any difference is marginal, and this intake should be secondary from food regardless. For men, 90 mg per day of vitamin C is all that is required. No more than that has been shown to be effective. For women, this dosage actually drops to 75 mg per day. This amount for either gender should easily be obtainable from food. Acquiring more than this is both unneeded and costly. If you're looking to help with the cold, zinc would be your best bet. Were you surprised at some of the misinformation that surrounds vitamin C? We largely have Linus Pauling to thank for that since vitamin C was his big focus. Many are surprised to learn that vitamin C isn't a wonderful cure-all that they can take endlessly and expect to avoid all ills. Its ability to help slow aging is highly overregarded, and instead it is simply an important antioxidant. It cannot help slow cancer, though it is found in the brain in large amounts. If you have a cold, I wouldn't run for the vitamin C. I would find a large supply of zinc instead. Vitamin C is, however, involved in several enzyme reactions such as collagen production and catecholamine synthesis. No doubt it is important. But its importance in terms of overall health has been vastly overstated by the world at large. Remember, there is no one superfood or vitamin which can cure all ills and help stop disease. A well-rounded diet, plenty of sleep, exercise, and trying to limit stress are the things you can always count on. How did I do? Did you learn anything about vitamin C? Let us know in the comments. All right, you paleo hackers. Back this week, just heard an article on vitamin C, facts and myths. And we're here today with Casey Thaler, wrote the article. We're going to discuss kind of, well, I guess the myths and the facts of vitamin C, why it matters, why it matters to you at home. So Casey, back again, and he's here today to share with us why it matters. What's in it for the person, Casey, listening right now? Why does vitamin C um, matter and impact their life? Sure. So uh, for somebody my age and probably people younger and older too, uh, vitamin C was always like thought of as like a super nutrient, like a super vitamin when I was a kid. I mean, if you were sick, everybody was like, oh, just take vitamin C or drink some more orange juice, which is high in vitamin C. And if you look at the research, um, that's not really the case at all. In fact, it's just um, almost a complete uh, fallacy to say that that's true. And there's other things that are actually much more beneficial. Uh, so I just wanted to write something on that because I get that kind of question all the time from people is like, oh, well, I should just eat a lot of vitamin C or drink a lot of vitamin C or take vitamin C supplement. Uh, and it's not really true. So there's a lot of myths around vitamin C, okay. I guess. So what about the myth that like when you're sick, you should just pound those emergency packets and eat as much right. fruit and vitamin C as you can? Is, is What's going on there? Right. So uh, the guy that started this whole theory was Linus Pauling, and he's a PhD, but he was a huge proponent of vitamin C. He said at one point that it could uh, basically, I believe, cure cancer, and that was totally obviously not true. Um, so he started all this stuff and was doing like mega doses and like just these astronomical amounts. And then when people actually studied this, they found that none of it was true and that when you got the daily value, you would get the maximum uh, amount. So daily values hmm. aren't always correct because there's politics and that sort of stuff involved. Sure. But for vitamin C, it actually is pretty close to correct. And uh, they've studied people taking more than that and they actually got no benefits whatsoever. Uh, and the only thing that really does seem to help people when they are sick or have a cold would be actually zinc and supplemental zinc has been shown to help a little bit. So. Huh. Okay, yeah. so so before we move on to zinc, the mm. daily values are those things on the back of like labels and kind of what the RDAs are and upper limits and 
adequate yeah. intakes and stuff like that. Yeah. And what's what's misleading sometimes about those is that when they first set them up, they were basically uh, set around what people could afford. So, huh. you know, there are some that were a lot lower than they should be, and they're looking to correct that now. Vitamin D is one of those uh, really? that was a lot lower. Yeah, it should be a lot higher, and they're working on correcting that. But um, for Wait, men, when, it's only... When did they sorry, come out ahead. When did they come out with those? Is, are they outdated? Like, <sighs> Yeah, I believe it was the 20s or the 30s. Oh. I can't remember which... Yeah. <laughs> and it was around the Great Depression, so that was part of the economic factor, too, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly. Oh. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's when people hear that, they're like, oh, well, that makes that a lot more sense. Um, but for men, it's only 90 milligrams a day of vitamin C, and for women, it's 75. So to give you a perspective on that, you could eat one cup of cauliflower, and you'd get basically uh, 75% of your daily value of vitamin C. Wow. So you don't need a ton. Man, and it's kind of a self-regulating vitamin and antioxidant isn't it uh correct yeah it's water soluble too so you do have to constantly kind of be taking something in every day but you don't need very much and you brought up emergency i always get that question and i actually used to take that too before i realized kind of what was going on and it has zinc in it though if you look at it that's why part of the reason why it's so helpful in some cases is not the vitamin c it's actually the zinc but um there's other stuff in there too, like vitamin B12 and that sort of thing that will be beneficial, but you can get all that stuff from food. So Okay. And is it zinc or magnesium that is like the number one deficient um, vi- uh, mineral in men in the United States? It's, it's one of those, isn't it? Uh, both of them. Magnesium is uh, across gender is really low and it's really important for women too. So both of those would be correct. Uh, magnesium is really bad because... If you drink a lot of caffeine, like coffee, it actually yes. depletes your magnesium stores. And magnesium is something that people actually don't get enough of anyway in their diet. So if you have like 40% and then you deplete it even lower, you could see why that would be a problem. So but yeah, how, how does coffee deplete it? Is it, like a, is it the caffeine that binds to it and kind of is a diuretic yeah, and flushes you it's out? it's sort of... Uh, um, it's sort of like phytic acid will stop minerals from being absorbed. That's it's the same sort of principle going on there, and it's also really acidic, which isn't great as well. But um, yeah, it's uh, magnesium is another one that people should look out for definitely. Okay, so, so like I I drink a lot of coffee, Seattle. You know, we we right. <laughs> do gummers with it and shoot it up and whatnot. Right. Um, it, what would you recommend then for me if I drink a lot of coffee and caffeine? Because I'm not stopping sure. anytime soon. I love this stuff. <laughs> Uh, I would just say eat a lot of spinach and other uh, vegetables that are high in magnesium and you should be okay. Okay. In terms of like supplementation, are you a fan of that or have you seen... Um, If people really are adverse to eating like a decent amount of vegetables, I would say a calcium, magnesium, zinc like supplement, you can get all three of them together would be the most bang for your buck because you're going to need the zinc and the magnesium anyway. So it only will cost you about $8 for a month's supply of that supplement. Okay. Okay. And that makes a big impact on on health and performance? It absolutely can. And if you're deficient in magnesium and then you start taking magnesium or start eating more of it, you'll definitely notice the difference. Uh, the same huh. thing with zinc. So, huh. yeah. Okay. Well, to bring it back to vitamin C and um, how when people get sick, you know, they drink emergencies and they want to eat all the oranges. So you're saying that zinc, when you have the flu or your immune system's down or something, is is more beneficial or should not necessarily more better, but should get more of the focus instead of vitamin C? Yeah, because zinc is actually the only thing that's ever been studied and proven to actually shorten the duration of colds. And if you start to notice that you're getting a cold, it will actually shorten the oncoming of the cold. You won't have it for as long and that sort of thing. So vitamin C is kind of just like a bystander that goes along with it because they usually package them together. 
Is there any negative benefits towards people who are just, you know, they're so focused on vitamin C's, they're taking supplements and they're eating the oranges and they're drinking the the powders. I mean, since it's self-regulating, you can just pee it out. Do you just get expensive urine or is there actually like, (laughs) like what's going on there on the downside of excessive vitamin C consumption? Um, you know, it's not, it's not toxic or anything. So you will really just get, uh, as you said, this expensive urine. But if you're eating a lot of uh, sugary stuff that has vitamin C, you could eventually get too much sugar in your diet. Uh, as far as supplementing goes, you're not really hurting yourself by taking it, but you're not really doing any good either. So, you know, if depending on your budgetary means, you, you might be able to uh, get away with that or not. So Okay. So I guess one of the take-home messages from this is is don't freak out about vitamin C consumption because it's pretty, for lack of a better word, easy to get in a day-to-day diet if you're eating adequate amounts of vegetables and uh, clean foods? Yeah, absolutely. If you look at the list of foods that are high in vitamin C, it's a really long list and it should be stuff you're eating any day, every day anyway. So uh, if you're not eating that stuff, you're going to have other problems besides vitamin C. So, Is there anyone at specific risk for low levels of vitamin C? that should actually look at their levels and watch out for it? Not to my knowledge. Uh, women are typically a little bit uh, more deficient, just that's anecdotal from what I've seen. But, um, you know, it's it's really hard to not get enough vitamin C. And people have been, uh, it's been drilled into them to get like a lot of it. So usually they're getting too much, if anything. Okay. Okay, great, man. Um, so to wrap this call up, at the end of it, we like to leave them with action steps and th- like one or two things they can incorporate today to really put all this into action. So whether it be through zinc or magnesium or lowering vitamin C, do you have any tips for the person listening at home to use what we're talking about? Sure. I mean, this is just a broad uh recommendation for anybody, but right. I would just eat a lot of vegetables and you're going to get all three of those things. So Okay. Eat more veggies. It's boring, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not sexy. It doesn't sell on the cover <laughs> of diet books and Barnes & Noble bookstores and Amazon bestsellers. The There's eat always more vegetables, vegetables in those pictures, though. They're usually just in the background, right? <laughs> Out of focus. <laughs> Out of focus with the guy in his shirt off on the front, like pointing at the cover. This could be you. Really motivates exactly. me. Yeah. <laughs> cool, Casey, man. Awesome, awesome podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on, dude. Sure, no problem.